Hello and welcome to the Third Ever ITC podcast. I am your host again today. My name is Thomas. I'm the Level 3 Digital Marketer here at ITC. And I am joined by Alex. Hi, Alex. Would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners? Uh, Yeah, so um, I'm Alex. I'm one of the first line engineers. Um, Some of you guys might be familiar with me. Um, Pretty much just troubleshoot um, on the first line desk. Um, I'm one of the first voices you may hear when you call up ITC with any issues. Um, and yeah, I think I'm quite a familiar familiar voice with a few people. Um, so yeah, basically, um, I've been working for ITC for uh, just over a year and a half, I believe. Um, I'm still an apprentice. I did my level three apprenticeship um, over the first year. Um, now on my level four apprenticeship, so it's getting a bit more bit more advanced and hard. <laughs> um, seem to be picked up quite quickly. Um, so how long exactly in the time scale have you been here? Yeah, uh, about a year and a half, just over. I think um, when my level three first got introduced and stuff like that, because I was, was here just before it started, um, just kind of getting, getting used to how things um, run here. And then that lasted about a year, I'd say. And then the main option for me was to to kind of carry on. So obviously the first point to do would be to start me level four and just carry on me learning here. Um, and obviously ITC were, were able to provide that. And yeah, here I am. <laughs> I mean, my, my course itself was again a, like a year and a quarter, mm-hmm. the level three, and then the level yeah. sort of like, yeah, so I think by the time it by the time it kind of all my courses and all my coursework gets assessed and finalised and all or you know all the um, kind of endpoint evaluation all goes underway, it does run just a little bit over a year, um, and then there's a, a bit of a gap between starting the level four. Um, just because obviously you've got to get stuff prepared, you've got to get. Um, it's always going to be like a win. Yeah. Again, the documents. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've just started my level four now. I think I'm only um, a month or two into it. So it's um, still kind of new. It was the, the step up, if you like, um, between level, because there definitely is a big difference between the level three and level four, absolutely. Kind of like the difference between like secondary school and then yeah, university. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's the same. Obviously, you don't go from going from secondary school straight to doing your... Um, a levels or whatnot, yeah, or your degree, or your master's. yeah, exactly. There's a, so the kind of first few months are always kind of getting you prepped. Um, say for example, that you do, we do like course weeks. It's pretty much just like a webinar at home. Um, no, I've got yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, that just takes place over a week, and um, yeah, the first two I've had a kind of like recap. So as I was saying, um. It's just to kind of get you prepped and uh, to what's coming up. Um, yeah, the the best bit of working for ITC for me um, would probably be the kind of um, role around um, customer service. Um, I feel like the clients I have, I've got a, a, I've got a good rapport with. Um, so you know, sometimes when a customer can call, if I know them quite well. Um, it almost doesn't kind of feel like work because um, yeah, we're on that. I've noticed, like, even when going out with Lee and things, like, customers are very, very 
family itch. Yeah. The it's, it's, yeah, it's when we're it. this in the James' podcast, it was, it's a really cheesy like it always right. No matter what you say, it's always we are family. Yeah, no, that's true. I think um yeah, it's there's definitely a massive kind of um family feeling within ITC between like colleagues and stuff. But um I, I certainly think as well with clients. Um, we try uh, it's kind of like a whole ITC family network, if you like. So, um, yeah, whether it's just speaking to, to say, um, one of the first engineers or speaking to a, speaking to a client that I'm familiar with, it's always, um, on a kind of friendly basis. It, it's, it's quite informal and <laughs> but I sometimes feel that's the best way, um, to have it. So obviously. I feel like it's a lot more comfortable for everyone. Um, I feel clients are so a lot more at ease. It's it's a lot nicer for a client when you get treated as a family rather yeah. than just another customer or another client. It's yeah, not, absolutely. You, you're just going to give them the best that you can give. Yeah, 100%. Um, especially if a client comes to you and they feel comfortable with you and have a, a bit of a joke on. Um, I feel yeah, like you just a deal yeah, well. yeah. I think it's the best kind of service to give as well. So I was um, trying to focus my my work around that. So a question I've not asked quite yet to anyone, but right. I just asked to you is what is your honest opinion of IDC? <laughs> right, I'm under. Uh, I, feel like I've got, <laughs> I feel like I've got a gun in my head now. Um, yeah, I, you know, like it was being honest, it was quite a slow start. Obviously, I think. It, it was only, well, it's only me, me setting real job. Um, so I, I'm still quite, I was, when I first joined, I was still quite new to the kind of whole um, working environment and stuff like that. Um, so to be honest, I was quite shy. Um, when it's I always in. the thing with a, a new job or a new like, yeah. workplace, whatever. It's always just, you get in there and you're like, Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What oh, do I do? So many people. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but to be fair, um, I think everyone here tries to make you feel um, as most welcome as they can right from the get go. Richie's a really good example. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Always above yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. But yeah, um, absolutely love working here. Um, you know, I think it's a. I feel so comfortable if I have any issues. I know exactly who to go to, which is pretty much anyone here. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, anyone. And then um, we've just even got our own, like, um, what was it? It's the personal assistant or personal care assistant hotline. Right. For all yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, if we've ever got any issues, like health issues, mental issues, problems at home, you just call them up and then you talk. Yeah, it's pretty much anything, isn't it? You legal gambling law uh, gambling <laughs> issues but so richie again bringing him up whatever he speaks he always speaks to you as if you're royalty <laughs> not just us ourselves but like clients and everything yeah. it's always you are the biggest thing in the world to him yeah absolutely um i mean i think he's uh he's got a voice of silk hasn't he it's like he could it's you can turn words into wine. Yeah, pretty much. He's a bit like uh, ITC Jesus. Right? <laughs> so yeah. So tell me about some of your hobbies or some things you like doing in your spare time. Go to movies, date, having drinks. Yeah. Like um. Obviously, I, I, well, I don't know if I could. 
I am going to class um, kind of going out for drinks as one of my hobbies. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll take that out. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's got their own social life. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I know, obviously, um, not many other clients and um, people know this, um, but I'm sure everyone here will know that um, I'm in a band because it's actually all I talk about when I'm here. <laughs> so, yeah, I play in a rock band um, with a few of my, my friends. Um, from my way but yeah um pretty much just in a rock band try to live the rock and roll lifestyle <laughs> which as you can as you can tell um yeah, well, i mean my drinking hobbies <laughs> oh well i mean we'll have to do an itc um an itc rock band colin has yeah up, i did he? see it yeah there's been many people put many joke yeah up, but i can't play a violin i can't play a violin no I but trying yeah it'd be a very versatile rock band but <laughs> i, I try to think what kind of songs you'd write it would be <laughs> how to plug a USB <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah other than playing in a band and stuff I um, run a um, Sunday league football team um, Seaburn FC the pride and joy of Seaburn Seaburn town so um, yeah um, just about finishing actually um, this season I'm hoping to finish fourth place, which I think will take on the, the chin very well. I was well. going to say, you're not going to try and lose, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Right, you're so on to the, the main topic at hand. We've heard a lot in the news and we've seen a lot of content on this, and it isn't going to get better, is it? No. Quite simply, Windows <laughs> 7 is dying. It's on its way out, just as many other operating systems in the past have gone, they've become unsupported and been very, very dangerous. Uh, a great example, put very simply, is the We Cry incident with the NHS, where yeah. a few years back, the NHS hadn't updated their OS systems, and all the machines had gone down, which left patients essentially stranded without care. Really? I did hear about that, but I... Um... A hacker group who had majority launched it. Yeah. And then a hacker in America came forward and said, well, here's what we can fix, and here's how we can fix it. And then he was put in jail for being a hacker, <laughs> even though he's trying to help the NHS. Well, you can't win, can you? I mean, you, you can't turn win. a blind eye. Yeah. I mean, geez. <laughs> I did hear about it briefly, but I didn't actually know. Um, that's the thing with me in the news. I like see the headline, but not actually read the the description and the the text below it. Um, but yeah, I did briefly hear about, it, but I didn't actually know the the severity of it, if you like. It was pretty bad. It's been quite a lot of attacks in that form of just the hospitals being targeted in their systems absolutely going down. Ouch. It's not been good for the hospitals. <laughs> no, the NHS. <laughs> so why is Windows 7 dying? Like, what, what makes an operating system die? Um, it's just kind of fuck that. You know, obviously, new operating systems are, are being released. Um, you know, you can update a, an, op an operating system as much as you like, but eventually, you know, one day there's always going to be that better one that comes out. It's like there would be no iPhone um, 10 if there wasn't like. If there just kept yeah, if just yeah, there'd only be the iPhone exactly. Um, you can never get anywhere without making improvements. You know, it, it yeah, it's not much of like a, a marketing scheme. I don't think to to, to make money like. 
Um, pretty yeah, well exactly. You don't need to try any graph. Yeah, if you like, look at the difference between Windows XP and Windows 10. You know, you could Even just Windows XP and seven. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, it's just massive differences, and I think when I think when there's that much difference made, it's it's got to be the next one in line, hasn't it? It's just, like whenever Microsoft seems to release a new OS, it's not very slight or subtle changes. It's always we have released this because we have discovered something amazing. Yeah. We need to get this out there. Yeah, but you know, like all operating systems um, eventually go out of service um, just when the new ones come out. And it's just the reason probably Windows 7's dying, um, them updates are aren't going to last forever. With it being old, you know, the Probably not even looking at continuing Windows 8 that much longer in Windows terms of Windows 8 itself, the original one's already unsupported. Well, there you they go. Did that there very you go. Yeah. 8.1, again, is going out soon. Yeah, it wasn't a fan favorite Windows 8, was it? No, I, don't, I think that's why they can be quiet. Yeah, let's just forget about that let's one. Just kill off this, yeah. you know, like really horrific, just everything. Yeah, absolutely. So, what can we do about Windows 7 dying? Um, to be honest, not much, unless you unless you are Mr. Microsoft Bill Gates <laughs> yourself, not much at all. Um, the best thing probably to do is just go with the floor and get yourself upgraded to the, the latest OS, which would be uh, Windows 10 now. Um, you know, it's not a, a kind of essential um, to get it done straight away. I mean, it's still just about on the, the edge of, being supported to not being supported. So yeah, I mean the mainstream support will end on January fifteenth, twenty twenty. Yeah, but then there's still the three years extended for businesses, and that's not meant for businesses to keep using it. It's meant for businesses to say, right, we've got three years to switch off systems. <laughs> yeah. We need to get this changed. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's just obviously. The best thing to do is to get changed as soon as you can. And when you start hearing that, yeah, we're not continuing updates or feature updates or anything any longer, um, it's going to put you at kind of massive, um, massive security risks, um, including, you know, obviously um, hacking and malware and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, best thing to do is just get yourself upgraded it's as soon like as possible. New flagship phones. When a new phone comes out, you're not going to stay with the old one you had 12 years ago, are you? Yeah. You're going to get at least a newer one. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, I'll still have a Nokia Rick at this point. <laughs> so, can I upgrade? Like, am I eligible for an upgrade? Is there any specific needs I need for an upgrade? Or just anything about that? Yeah. Um, you know, I think um, a lot of people don't realize you have the opportunity to upgrade um, directly from Windows 7 to 10 on the, the same machine. I think most people probably just go to, to say, your Curry's or PC world um, and just get a brand new spanking Windows 10 machine. Um, but it's definitely an option I'd consider. Um, just be, well, mainly just because of the, the pricing. You know, I'm not 100% sure on the exact pricing of a Windows, I don't think it's much. I don't know the price of Windows 10, but I can tell you the price of a HDMI cable. Yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. So a gold plate HDMI cable. Right. £89. Really? Three wheelers. 
Same one I was on Forkwood. Gold plated. Gold plated. Why would you need a? Why would you? Why would you want a gold plate? It's better quality, but twenty quid. I've seen them in different shops, like twelve pound at the same standard. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. Yeah, I think upgrading is definitely a a good option, though. Um, it's something you're going to be familiar with. I mean, you don't have to swap machine or anything like that. You can literally um, just swap all the OS. Um, yeah, I think, obviously, if people are more aware of that, I think they'd actually choose that over there. It does seem more of a very daunting thing. Like, yeah, my computer's absolutely. every day. I need a new computer. It's, it's not a phone. You, you can yeah. change the software. Yeah. It's just a little plastic board that you put what you want on it. Yeah, it's pretty much like a um, a bit of like a jigsaw, isn't it? You yeah. Can, yeah. Um, you just change out the missing piece, put a new one in, that's yeah, it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, I think it seems just, yeah, as you were saying, quite daunting. Um, you, you don't actually have to get it installed yourself. But, I mean, most things these days, you can just pop in a disc and insert it that way, um, and that can pretty much update for you as well. Um, I know the were actually, I'm pretty certain um, Windows 10 was free, wasn't it, for one, one stage? 2016, for anyone who used Windows 7 or Windows 8 for over a year, got Windows 10 for free, yeah. which is when I switched and thank God I did, because I'm not going to pay the price. Yeah, I think they were um, just trying to make up for the, the Windows 8 disaster, if you yeah, like. I think yeah. they kind of like held their own heads <laughs> low and like, yeah, we'll fix this. Well, anyway, well done to Microsoft for sorting out the whole Windows 8 and bringing out Windows 10. Thank God. So, yeah. So, anyway, what's so good about Windows 10? Like, what's the difference between Windows 10, Windows 7, even like Windows 8? Um, I think Windows 10, it's a lot more kind of user-friendly. Um, that's probably down to the the nice kind of fresh shell it gives you. Um, you know, it's got all the, the kind of best bits and bobs of Windows 7, um, and it's all been kind of put into a, yeah, a fresh new body, a fresh new skeleton, um, with, you know, obviously new features and um, improved services and functions. So, yeah, definitely a lot more user-friendly. I think the way I always um, kind of say how user-friendly it is, it's, can my gran operate around this? Absolutely. Yeah. So you're not going to put your gran on a loop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's, it's a very good foolproof program. So what you do, you can fix it yourself, essentially, so long as it's not like a major issue, like yeah. actual hardware or a virus or things. Like say you lose one of your tabs on your taskbar. It doesn't take much to get back, even no, like, exactly. that could speak. Yeah. <laughs> well, might be pushing the ball out a little bit, especially with for my grand, but well, my grand still gets the control backwards and thinks it's a battery. Yeah, but I think yeah, with Windows it's always it always has been well set out. Um, you know, if you look at kind of where their start menu is and stuff like that, it's it's always in the same position. Um, so yeah, um, my grand did originally have a Windows Seven laptop, <laughs> and she's she's still quite familiar with the Windows Ten. She just says it looks neater, yeah. Um, and obviously with the, the new start menu, um, you've got obviously the new features. Um, 
they, they haven't incorporated like Xbox to um, Windows 10, haven't they? With it obviously being under Microsoft. Um, it's obviously a lot more customizable as well. Yeah, if you want something on the start menu, you can you can take things off, you can pin things to it, which I think gives um kind of that bit of freedom to the user, um, which is which is great. So in that same vein, within the next week or two weeks, right. uh, we'll be releasing a video on the service channel for functionalities and uses of Windows 10. Ah, so if you've exciting. not got a great wisdom of Windows 10, uh, I'll be talking you through and showing you through some shortcuts, some happy little tidbits which will show you how to use Windows 10 in a much easier path. So yeah, um, obviously with me working on the complete other side of the room um, to you guys at Digital, um, I'm just kind of wondering what's going on at the moment because I don't really get uh, get to see as much. Yeah, I mean, we've all got our own different roles. It's very similar to the technicians. So we've got two development managers. We've got Tom and Simon. Uh, yeah. Tom is the... the OG digital man, I used to <laughs> uh, and he absolutely nails it. He, Does he yeah. develops all the software, all the codes, the in-out system he developed home, which is now available for purchase and for uh, sailing or selling on the digital site. Yeah. So if you want to ever come in and have a look and use our system before you buy it, you can just pop in. Yeah. So it's like. It is. Uh, to be, I'll take some credit because I did once have some suggestions to make and Tom did put his brains behind the, the keyboard and um, made the magic, made the magic that is in the in-out system. Now, unfortunately, I did also make a comment saying, what if we can get emojis to work on it? And right. fair enough, he went and did it, so we can now have emojis and our passwords. Yeah, so I've seen, so I've seen. Uh, and for Simon, Simon's a new start, uh, just yeah. about one month now, I think, yeah. same as me. And he's also digital manager, a digital design manager. No, what? Development manager. Development manager. And he's on a lot of projects. Right. A lot. And he's working. Busy man. Absolutely. Nightmare. Yeah. He's making an entire new version of in and out Yeah. With barcode scanning capabilities, barcode printing, label printing. Really? It's, oh, wow. It's, it's, it's going to be a quite advanced system, isn't it? it? What he's done to it has made it ridiculously advanced yeah it's like you're walking into like the nsa <laughs> name badge if you knew that if you print off your name badge with your face on it a barcode you walk up scan your in yeah it's just good it's a it's a really good idea um i was just thinking as well do you know on the digital website are you guys have your meet the team <laughs> we, we the itc service um like the our engineers definitely need something like that. I'd love to see. It could probably be on the <laughs> For anyone out there who's not aware, on the ITC Digital's website, if you go to the Meet the Team page, when you hover over anyone's face, it'll say who they are, what their name is. It's, it's cool. Yeah. That's, it's a bit, uh, a bit weird because I'm <laughs> right. all in Japanese. <laughs> just because I like Japanese. Yeah. I, I, when, um, when I was talking to you yesterday, I was like, 
oh, I'm going to have to translate all of this. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, yeah. the first thing I said, it was all in German. Yeah. Just and I was, German, just because. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, um, I did try to be clever and send it back in Chinese, simplified, but then when I translated it back over, it was all a bit... Yeah, um, German translates pretty well. Chinese is it's a bit of a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> so... What if I want to stay with Windows 7? Like, I like Windows 7. It's what I grew up with. It's what I'm familiar with. Can't I just stay? You can, but at the same time, don't six months later come crying to me with your, like, <laughs> absolutely hacked a bit laptop, which is running Windows 7. Because um, there's no doubt you'll end up coming to me and I'll have to fix it <laughs> and spend half a day doing it. But yeah, it's just the, I think the, the big factor against it is obviously the um, the security risk. You know, when it's going to get to a point where these machines aren't supported, and there's always going to be new exploits and stuff where these updates just aren't covering because the updates aren't there. So, no more updates. So, I mean, the ability for a hacker to get access to a backdoor machine is not active. Yeah, it's really not, especially but, these advanced hackers. And with updates come blockages to that. Yeah. But with no updates, that hacker's now just got a personal backdoor into your machine yeah. for all your data. Yeah, it's a bit... Yeah, if you put it like that, it's if it's, a, to say, the backdoor to your house, if it's not kind of being reinforced if it's you know the windows are a bit bit shaky if that attacker comes and just keeps keeps firing away once he's in he's in and it's like trying to fix a sinking ship with like tape yeah exactly yeah yeah but I, well you probably have you seen that um that oh, called that <laughs> flex tape yeah yeah windows 7 that's, needs that's flex tape. Yeah. <laughs> windows 7 needs flex tape I don't mean flex tape. <laughs> no, I wish it could, but yeah, no flex tape. Yeah, in all serious though, in all seriousness, it's um, just the, the best course of action. Um, you know, you don't want some hacker. Um, I don't think anyone would want a hacker. You know, accessing your personal photos and uh, maybe your family. Um, bank information. Yeah, exactly. If you're one of these people who has all the bank details saved on a notepad on the computer. Yeah. It's, um, you know, we're looking at it now, um, see it drawing on, but the, the, the reality is of it. It is, it will happen. It will it do. definitely happen. It's, it's going to come in time. Windows 7 is going to become unsupported in January 2020. And... That's it for the mainstream consumer. If you've not got a business license, sorry to put it, you either change or you're going to get hacked. Yeah. Um, you know, I always think of hackers as these like corporations on in films and stuff in a, in a dark cave, you know. Um, but the, the, the reality of it is the, um, they do exist. And before you know it, if you stay on Windows 7, you'll be the victim. So, yeah, best course of action is to, to just... Um, get away from Windows 7 and get put straight onto the, the nice, fresh Windows 10. I mean, it's like, if you're still using Windows XP, the same exact thing with Windows 7. It's already unsupported. Yeah. And if you're still using it, you definitely need to reevaluate your computer. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. So, won't Windows 10 just die like Windows 7 and the rest of them, let's say, from Windows 1 to 8? Eventually, yes. Um, just 
you know, as all kind of previous versions of operating systems have. Um, it, the thing is with Windows 10, though, it's a relatively new um, operating system. So, you know, if you look at the lifespan of Windows 7 up to now, you know, Windows 10 has got at least another six years um, where it's going to be, you know, um, monitored, updated, um, and kept running running as it should be. Um, you know, I think a lot of people like Windows 10. You know, it's. I think Windows 7 really was like a fan favorite for people, but I, mean, I don't know about yourself, but uh, Windows yeah. 10 is it's the, the, the bee's knees. Um, I mean, I was, I was raised on Windows XP, the Vista to 7. I've seen them all come out except XP. I think I was too young for that. Yeah. I know, actually, my first PC was an XP, and it was a year after it was first released. Yeah. I think, um, I can't. I think my first one was always Windows 7, which just goes to show you the lifespan of it because I think I was using like a cut out. I must have been about six or seven and I got a, a compact laptop. Like, I don't even know if it was like that thick. Like, it's thick, it's thick yeah, story. yeah. It was a Nokia of laptops, oh, if yeah. you like. So, um, that, yeah, that was Windows 7. And I think that goes to show the, the lifespan of these operating systems. But um, see, I'm 18 now. So, what's that? 12 years or something at least. I didn't realise I was on Yeah, yeah. I'm only Oh yeah. Really? Yeah, I looked like I was 16. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean uh, Windows XP, I remember having a floppy drive. <laughs> right. Floppy drive. I like never never ever used a fl for a floppy drive. Um God. I went straight. I've been quite there. The new generation um with Millennials. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, never never had a, a Windows XP, so I think I missed... Um, I know they were loved at the time, but if you look at them where they are now, but... Yeah. Well, I, mean, I mean, we're making a, a very big leap back into the cassettes. Right. Because they are now massive storage devices. Yeah. So, I mean, with a hard drive, you can get 14 terabyte right now. Really? But with the cassette, you can get, I think it's 128 terabyte. No worries. On a single cassette. Yeah, I think so we have to start investing. Mass, mass storage. If it's just for backup, not for continuous use, amazing. Yeah. Because it's just, you stick it in, it does it overnight. You've got 128 terabytes of just raw data sat in a cassette like it's sticking really? on the Yeah. So... Is there any compatibility issues with Windows 10? So I'm moving from Windows 7, I've got a big corporation. Yeah. And I've just got Windows 10, but nothing's working. Why? Like, what's changed? Yeah, um, so obviously new software, it's new to the, the latest operating system. So say new updates are coming out, they're, they're coming out for that latest operating system. Um, so, you know, all these kind of all bits and bobs of software. Um, say, if it's mainly when the software is not updated anymore. Um, for example, you've got, uh, I don't know, say a CRM or something, which is um, unique to kind of Windows 7. Um, it's when that's not updated anymore. Um, if you move to Windows 10, and you try and obviously run that on that Windows 10 machine, it's it's you know it's you're gonna have to run it in compatibility mode, which Windows 10 does offer, um, but you know it can be quite tricky, especially for 
it also doesn't just tell you, it just says this application can't run, and then you yeah. can manually go in and see what's going on. Yeah, instead of a compatibility troubleshooter, which again, it's probably best if you come to us first because absolutely, then we can yeah, evaluate your systems, check compatibility issues. Yeah, we try and encourage as much as we can, um, especially with kind of big migrations. Um, if, you know, it's kind of multiple users, our company are going to move over Windows 10. Um, we always run them them checks to see if we, um, what needs to be put in place, um, what needs to be changed, is, if the, is the software compatible with the new Windows 10? So, and then if not, you know, we can always look at how we can get that um, compatibility there. Um, it, it's not easy, um, especially. Well, way, yeah. yeah, exactly. We um, we didn't do all the hard work, but yeah, it's it's definitely not easy, especially for um, multiple users. Especially for business, it's one of the last things you want to have to worry about. It's just the machines not work. Yeah, so if you just leave it to us, we'll get it sorted. You don't have to worry about all that. You take a day off or we get it done while you're working. Yeah. We'll do increments of machines. And it's just, you can still work without having to worry about machines not working or software not working. Yeah, it's um, definitely, as you were saying before, um, when you're getting an error, or yeah, I've got an error, but it's not telling us why. Um, it's, it's, it's our job. You know, it's not the user's job. Um, or the client's job to, to look at why that's not working. So so come to us that's and we'll sort it for you. <laughs> yeah. That has been all for this ITC podcast. If you have enjoyed, let us know on social media by starting your post with hashtag ITC podcast. And make sure to mention us in the post so we can find you online. I have been Thomas and that has been Alex. Yeah, thank you for having us. It's been great. It's been lovely. We'll see you <laughs> on the next one. <laughs>